Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. True Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. Constructed during the 11th century... Dudley Castle is known as one of the most haunted castles in the UK, producing some of the most chilling paranormal activity ever captured on camera. The castle is a site that actively participates in holding regular public ghost hunts, and people have spoken of their personal experiences of being touched and pushed, while staff and visitors have had stones thrown at them on several occasions. Some people get so spooked that they have to leave in the middle of the night and don't return. With over a thousand years of history, Dudley Castle is a perfect spot for ghostly goings-on. Who are the ghosts that call Dudley Castle home? We know of a few who have been witnessed by many over the centuries, and most recently there has been a very interesting photographic capture of a figure of a woman in grey coming out of a doorway. What is her significance to the castle? Best of all, we are going to get to spend time in this castle this May when we return to investigate more ghostly sites in both Ireland and England. What will we encounter on our investigation there? I was keen to find out more about this huge castle with a big reputation. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. And in this week's episode, we take a look inside the ruins of Dudley Castle to see what awaits us. Is this the most haunted castle in the United Kingdom? Let's find out. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Hello, Anne, and welcome back to the studio. Hello, Renata. Yeah, uh, no, my voice is starting to come back. It's mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as bad as what it was last week. Mm-hmm. That's good. I know, right? That's the dulcet tones of Anne. Yes, yes. Got to do my soundscapes. Mm. 
Yes. It's a bit hard when you've got a big bit of phlegm that gets stuck up oh. the back of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do still have a bit of the cough going on, so I do apologise if it's still carrying on. But I have now tested clear of the dreaded Macona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can now cough over everyone. Well, you're testing clear before. You I know. Just, I never actually yeah. got to test positive, but I definitely yeah. had it. Yeah. Yeah, there was a point in time this week where I actually thought I had it. Yeah. No. It's just, see, your immune system has built up. Yeah. So it's gone, oh, <laughs> Makona. Mm. We don't do Makona. No, we don't do Makona. No, <laughs> it's no. It's flicked it away. No. Yes. So we've had another busy week and uh, we oh. did a seance this week and uh, we had some drama. Yeah. Drama Pers- llama. Personal what? drama from, from you and your family oh, and my your dad. Bloody and father. Ah, oh, yeah. My dad uh, went in for his pacemaker operation today, actually. He went to hospital yesterday, and I've been waiting all day to hear if he's still alive because he's 90 mm. and he's getting this pacemaker put in. And I, I've been quite concerned. Yesterday, when I was dropping off to the hospital, I said to everyone, I feel like I'm I'm dropping him off. He's like the old grey gelding <laughs> that I'm dropping off to the soap factory, the slaughterhouse to be to turned into gelatine that's with the hooves. That's terrible. I know, but it was just like I felt like I was taking him to his doom. I, I was because well, we were supposed to record this last night, but I was just so beside myself, and it shocked me. I wasn't expecting to feel like that. Mm. A pacemaker is a relatively simple, straightforward. Oh, operation. Look, nothing is simple for an elderly person no. who isn't really well. He's not 100% well. So, you know, all of these things do carry a little bit of risk. Yeah. And I did ring the hospital this afternoon because un- unlike our vet, who would ring and tell us how the operations went on our puppy dogs and pussycats, they don't ring to tell me how my dad is after his operation. No. So I rang them and, and asked how he was. They said, oh, he's doing really well. He said, he's really good for a 90-year-old. <laughs> they said, he's a bit hard of hearing. I said, yes, he does have hearing aids. He did drop one in the shower yesterday, but he has one there. She said, yes, but he won't wear it because he thinks he doesn't need it. Mm. I said, Welcome to my world. Mm, yes. <laughs> and I won't yell anymore. I won't raise my voice. I will just speak normally. And if you can't hear me, I'll say, put your hearing aids in, mm. which you can't hear me say, but <laughs> that's okay. We love him. We love him as a cantankerous old so-and-so, but we love him to bits. Mm. But it's getting closer and closer to our trip overseas. And how much more have we prepped since we spoke last? Nothing. Nothing. So yeah, it's nothing. now nine weeks and six days. Yes. And we've got to book accommodation and... And car hire and, and flights. flights. <laughs> oh, we'll work get out, it done. Work out where the hell we're going. Look, I, we keep on saying next week. We'll have time next week. We'll have time next yeah, week. Yeah, you said that this week and I just laughed at you. Yeah. So we've been saying that for months. All right. Well, look, we must settle in and do this next week so we can tell everyone where we're going. But one of the places we are going is this place. And a big thank you to Joanne for organising this. She's, yes. she's got our sorry asses into gear and she's uh, she sent us the ticket links and, and we've bought our tickets. So we've got it all done now. So, um, yeah, we're excited. We're going. Yeah, so we're going on a... a a public tour. We are. It's going to be organised. We can just sit back oh, and no. have fun. We we can walk around going, oh, there's no ghosts here. Yeah. There's no ghosts I here. I can't sense a ghost. I can't sense anything. You can all go home. <laughs> You're all just scammers. And I would never do that to your, anyone. Your jail is dirty. <laughs> it's not clean, the, mm. the 900-year-old jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, we love that, don't we? Yeah. 
But let's get on with the story. Let's find out. I'm dying to find out who the ghosts are, Anne. So oh, I bet you are. Let's get to it. Oh, that's me, isn't it? Better get the soundscape ready. Yeah, you better. At the house I lived in as a child, I had many ghostly experiences. I remember I was having a sleepover with my best friend from school. Mum let her sleep in her double bed. I can't remember why, but I'm guessing it was because I used to be terrified to stay in my own room. It was creepy. My friend and I were trying to sleep. Well, I was. I thought my friend had fallen asleep. All of a sudden, I heard the loudest bang I've ever heard. It came from my room, the one I was too scared to stay in. The bang was followed by the sound of heavy, clanking chains hitting the floor. It reminded me of a ball and chain. Feeling scared while thinking that there was nothing in my room that could make such a sound and there definitely was not any heavy chains, I waited for a few seconds before I said to my friend, Did you hear that? Straight away she replied, Yes. She had heard it too, and she was scared. Straight after we established that we both heard it, we shot up out of bed and ran down the stairs to my mum. We began to explain, and we just heard, but before we had a chance to finish, my mum said, A loud bang, she said. Yes, I heard it too. We were too scared to go back to bed on our own and waited up until my mum was ready for bed. She had to stay in that room with us. I remember I could not sleep as I was thinking too much about it. I knew those two were asleep and I felt alone. My eyes were open, just looking around the room when all of a sudden, in front of the bed, something began to appear. It was not as solid as the first ghost I saw. This one was a little bit transparent but still solid enough to notice detail what had appeared in front of me was a man an old man he had thin shoulder length white hair scruffy looking and he had white stubble he was wearing a suit only without a tie and his shirt looked tatty and and dirty and his jacket looked too big for him and that was tatty looking too The man was facing the side, looking to the left of me. Not long after he had fully appeared, he turned his head slowly, without moving his body, and he winked one eye at me. I saw his eyes contact mine. He knew I was there. I did not see him disappear as I put my head under the quilt and stayed there until morning came. I did not tell anyone about it at the time, but years later, when we had moved, I told my mum about it. She said to me that she saw the ghost of a man downstairs that had the same description. She had seen him poke his head around the living room door. I have tried to look information up, but all I can find is information about the area being a battleground, which most of Dudley would have been anyway, which is probably connected to the castle. Perhaps the ball and chains were connected to the battleground, as I know they kept people chained up in underground jails, sometimes for punishment towards servants. Dudley is a very historical place.
Dudley Castle. Let's talk about Dudley Castle, shall we? Sure. Considering that's what the episode's about. <laughs> Let's just, just be yeah, wild. Yes. Why not? Let's talk about Dudley Castle. Now, it is located in the capital of the Black Country. And the Black Country, when you look at the map of England... Now, people don't get your your knickers in a knot over this. There is a reason it's called Black. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, When you look at the map of England, there's kind of the big bottom bit. Oh, the big bottoms. And then it kind of comes up in a bit of a kind of... Like a long, thin bit. Like a thin waist, a big bottom with a thin yeah. waist. So black country. So it's Kardashian country. Yeah, black country is kind of in the middle, a little bit up higher of that big, wide bit mm-hmm. before it thins out and becomes a, a long. This long is very technical, people. A long, long so bit. If if I, I I can probably picture what it, it sort of looks like um, when my husband's bending over and <laughs> oh, so it's it's quite, yeah it's down down lower in the middle where England's at its thickest. It's, it's oh, I'm just just getting it's going bad. It's Dig going a hole. Bad. Dig yes, a hole. Yes, and it's it's referred to as black because of. The industry that was in the area. That's right. There's the coal seams and and the pollution in the air and the tons of foundries and factories that were there. And so there'd be black dust everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. Now, there is evidence of occupation of the place called Dudley Town all the way back to uh, the Bronze Age because they found a teeny weeny piece of pottery near St. Thomas's Church. Um, now, do you know what? Someone could have had that in their stuff while they were on a horse. They could have been travelling. <laughs> it's like saying, dropped out we, we found a didgeridoo there. And it's because Anne and Renata had travelled and bought one with her and dropped it somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. they've got, oh, well, that's proof that the Australian Indigenous were here a- in England. Absolutely. But anyway. Oh, dear. So... Um, that's all they know about that early bit there. They found well, that was a, fascinating. Thank, thank you, Renata. You. You're welcome. They found a tiny little piece of pottery that um, dates it back you know, a really long way. <laughs> we I'm do. getting worse at this history, we, I tell you. We do not have degrees in history, let me tell you. <laughs> now, the centre of the town um, began as an Anglo-Saxon village and the name of that settlement was probably Overton. Uh, and the next closest village was called Netherton. <laughs> and the two names mean upper, never meet. <laughs> upper and Lower Farm. Oh, look, there that's so go. clever. Is that like that town we visited called Shitterton? Mm. That's what it smelled like. Yeah, Sorry so, to all those people in Shitterton. It was a lovely little town, but it did have a waft to it. So the estate um, had, that had the two farms uh, had many different names. It was known by many different names, but eventually it was known as Dudden Lee. The woodland estate of a person called Dada, oh, Dada. Uh, was settled on. That's the thought. That's yeah. the thought. Now, historians kind of say, no, that's a whole lot of crap, but, you know, we'll just stick with Ew, that. that's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, the castle itself was constructed on a limestone outcrop called Castle Hill. And some sources say that a castle was present on that site 
from the 8th century. Eighth? Now, when we're talking about that sort of castle, you're probably talking about something that's made of wood, not stone. Right. Yes, it's so, a long time ago, isn't it? That's the 700s. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So during the 10th century, uh, England was invaded by the Danes and East Anglia was woof, woof. occupied. The Great Danes. Uh, And many of the residents came into central England to live. So they were trying to get away from the Danish. Uh, Life in Dudley moved up gear. And after 1070, enormous, enormous, (laughs) Norman Lord. That's enormous Norman Lord. Boy, he was hung. An enormous Lord. Anskulf of (laughs) Piquigny. Where is this place? Uh, I'm not doing that again. Oh, that was great. I loved it. Built the castle and was given a huge area of the West Midlands to govern. So the castle was virtually impregnable. And when King Stephen laid siege to it in 1153, he couldn't get in. So what did he do? He burnt the village down and stole the people's cattle instead. Take that. Take that, you infernal beasts. I can't get to your castle. I'm just going to ruin everything else. I'll have your cows instead. Yeah, yeah. So some of the foundations of the original castle are still in place, which is pretty awesome. The first stone castle on the site was destroyed by King Henry II. The keep dates back to the 14th century and the Sharrington Range dates back to the 16th century. Now, the Sharrington Range... What's the Sharrington Range? Yeah, that's like a whole lot of um, extra housing that was put, like, strung across in this big row. Mm -hmm. Magnificent... um, Like a street? ...buildings, yeah. And uh, it's all kind of just... um, this is this is talking stuff. They can't see your hands for another. <laughs> it, it's all in ruin now. That's oh, right. what I was going to say. It's all in ruin right. now. But it's it's an odd thing to call it Sharrington Range. Yeah, Shazza. Now, the castle was besieged and partially demolished during the Civil War. Uh, many buildings inside the castle were destroyed by fire in the 18th century. Now, the castle was recorded in the Doomsday Book. We're going to go back to 1086. Remember that Doomsday Book or Domesday Book? Oh, yeah, the Doomsday Book, which predicts, it's like Nostradamus predicts when things are going to go doom. Yep. No, it's not. And uh, it was held by Anskulf's son and heir, William Fitzanskulf. Anskulf. <laughs> Beautiful names. And it's a mot. Oh, we know what a mot is. Yes, a mot or a mound. Um from this Norman castle still stands. And uh, the timber castle was then rebuilt in stone by the Paginet family. Oh, I'm sorry to all the families that I've destroyed um, over the last five minutes. I'm really... Oh, Paginel. Sorry, Paginel family. Yep, yep, we apologise profusely. Now, after the war, Gervais Paginel... Well, can't they just be called... Simon? Fred? Mary? Gervais. Gervais Paginel. Well, we know Gervais because we know Ricky. Yes. The fifth Baron of Dudley. He decided to build a town out of the village. Let there be a town. And he founded a priory. So because, you know, he had to keep his soul sacred and sanctimonious. He built a chapel 
and uh, the chapel was dedicated to St Thomas a Becket, who was the murdered Archbishop of Canterbury. And he eventually retired to the home countries and left the running of the town to the priory and to his monks. Oh, oh. So you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So Dudley uh, grew of importance during the Middle Ages. And in 1295, it was large enough to actually send two members of parliament to represent the townsmen. <gasps> they got two? Yes. Oh. Yes. Now, the castle remained without fortifications until 1264. And then the court granted permission for them to be rebuilt. And during the next 50 to 60 years, there were additions, including two gatehouses that you can actually see today. So they're pretty old. We'll see those. Yeah, we'll touch them. And in 1321, the de Suttons took ownership of the castle and, again, building work continued. Well, that's what normally happens is the, the new lord does their own additions to their castle. Mm-hmm. So the de Suttons lived there until 1536. This is pretty dry, but I couldn't... As hard as I dry looked... Dry as a nun's uh, yep. knees. Yep. <laughs> Elbows. Uh, <laughs> I could not find anything entertaining about Dudley Castle. So when we get I'm there, they better, it, tell me, they better tell me. They better tell me something really you entertaining. You want something juicy. Hey, look, we're making oh, it... Except, oh, except... We are no. making it juicy here. It's yeah. okay. Oh, the end bit's got oh. to get here. So the de Suttons lived there until 1536 when... And John Dudley, the Duke of Northumberland, took charge and ordered the castle to be rebuilt in the style of a Renaissance palace. Tear it down. I want a Renaissance palace now. Yeah, but uh, he never got to see his dream come true uh, because he was tried and executed shortly after um, over a plot to make his daughter-in-law, Lady Jane Grey, the Queen. Oh, we've come across her a few times now. Yes, she's She's, been... She's popped up in three episodes. Yeah, she's been pushed around and, God, this is like, Mm. you know, like a a piece of Roald Dalton tea set. (laughs) I don't know. I don't see the connection. (laughs) I don't know. She's a collectible piece, that one. Yes. Didn't she have her head chopped off in the end? Yeah, yeah she yeah. was. She was really young. Poor, yep. poor darling. Well, she saw her husband or someone's head yes. chopped off, and then yeah. I think and she. And then they her, did her. Yeah. Horrible people. Yes. So the castle was then awarded to the Suttons by Queen Mary. Castle was visited by Queen Elizabeth I and was considered as a possible place of inf- imprisonment for Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, okay, yes. However, the Sutton family were in financial troubles and they couldn't get the castle schmick enough um, for, for, a, for a prison. Yeah, for a prison for, right. for Mary. So. Edward Sutton III solved his family's financial problems by arranging the marriage of his granddaughter and heir, Francis Sutton, to Humble Ward. That was his name, Humble Ward. Oh, I thought you were saying he was a humble ward. No, Humble Ward. Okay. And he was the son of a wealthy merchant. Mm -hmm. So the castle remained then in the Ward family until the Civil War. When the Royalists had it, and then the castle fell to the hands of the parliamentarians in 1646. Fascinating, isn't it? Oh, just... The castle's fortifications were once again removed in 1647, and it stands now as it did in 1647, and is continuing the age to age with dignity. And ghost tours. Yes, yes. Now... One interesting thing, and now I talked one. about... There's one! Yes. One interesting thing! Yes, Woo. yes. So, you know, it was known as the Black Country because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's known as what, Renata? <laughs> Can you not pause in the middle of words? We 
will get censored. Black country. Black country. <laughs> um, because of all the coal and iron and limestone that were in that was in the area. Oh, yep. Dear. And uh, they had forges and foundries, as I said before. And Dudley Iron went all over the world. But get this. Yes. What? Lots of people were attracted to the area and the little town grew. It became jam-packed and, of course, living conditions were really awful. And this led to a lot of irregular epidemics. Now, a public health official stated that in 1867, the death rate of Dudley was the worst in the kingdom. Oh, wow. The average age of death was... 16.7 years of age. Oh, my heavens. That's that's barely childbearing age. Yes. So their population would have started to plummet. Yes. Yes. So wow. eventually they got in clean water and a sewerage system. Oh, fancy that. Did they stop dying there? Oh, well, it allowed them to move out of the township in a spread, which gave everyone uh, space. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it improved. Yeah. Now... At Dudley Castle, we have a zoo. I know, right? A zoological garden. That's crazy. And the third Earl of Dudley made a terrible mistake. Uh Uh-oh. An absolutely terrible mistake. What did he do? Because he hired a team of modernist architects to design the zoo. And they used reinforced concrete... And Uh they created a revolutionary new design of building called Tectons. Right. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What yeah. happened? It's the freaking ugliest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Okay. It's yeah, it the is, modernistic. Uh, it's just abominable. So it's is it just grey cement everywhere? It's horrid. Hard. The thing about it is uh, the structure stood and it's still kind of standing 75 years and it's the world's largest single collection of tectons and in 2009 it received a world monument status. So kind of they kind of got to... Now you've got to keep it. They've got to keep their freaking I need to see a photo of this tecton. Oh, wait till you see it. So it says, it says, as they swoop and swerve and plunge and wind the playful undulations of Dudley Zoo's tecton buildings weave themselves into the natural landscape. No, they don't. Sounds they like look, someone's having a look, tug right, they while look, they wrote that. <laughs> they look absolutely shocking, absolutely shocking. But there it is. It was supposed to harmonise with its environment um, maybe at some point in time it did, although when you look at what zoos are supposed to be now and what we had as zoos for so many years, hundreds of years, yeah. it was pretty shocking. I mean, you you had you know, huge wild animals living in a concrete bin, really. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the people that love tectons. I really am. But, yeah, it's it's just horrible. Um, but I'm uh, having to look it up now. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have a look at it in a minute. It, it really became dilapidated. It deteriorated. Um, the zoo could not function like that anymore. It was in disrepair. Um, and what they've done now is they've added some of um, new animal housings. They've added paddocks. They actually have around 200 species there. And... And some of the animal collection has uh, international conservation and breeding programs. Oh, they've got meerkats. So it's it's a valuable asset to Dudley Castle and the tourism there. But, yeah, um, I can't find a picture of it that makes me think it was nice in any way, shape oh, or form. Poor Sorry. Sorry. So, yes, there's the history. <laughs> Rightio. Oh, you're up to me now. Yes, I'm hoping that the ghosties are more interesting than that. Well, there there are. And look, you know, the castle itself was built um, in a period or in periods of war. It was there to uh, with withstand um, invasion and all of all of that mm-hmm. to try and protect the township. I understand that they wasn't a sort of a glamorous thing, and it passed from you know. A, one family to another to another. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of just basically the story of Dudley Castle. Yeah, and I'm so excited to get... Do you think they'll have, like... You know how we have mosquitoes in summer? I wonder if they've got, like, midges or something like that that bite you because we're going in the very last days of spring to start of summer. I don't know. 
We don't mm. do summer well, but it's an English summer. We should be fine. Now, uh, all right, so I have a couple of ghost stories for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since you, you were talking about the monks, mm-hmm. let's start with a monk. Mm. Now, yes, the, the monk belongs to the priory that yes. was in Dudley Township. Well, you know, they call it the... Um, Will you want just... <laughs> Are you saying I can't read this story? Yes, it's... no, you can because oh. they, they took over and, and ran the place. So, yes. Yeah, it says it's, a, it's a famous haunting of the castle. Yes. The Black Monk. Yes. Uh, so there's reports of this particular ghost that's been going back for many years. In the 1960s, uh, a figure that was wearing a the hooded robe with the black cowl and the habit was seen at the zoo. Mm-hmm. So there were three zookeepers um, that were there. Uh, they were on something called Ghost Watch. So I'm not quite sure what that was, whether it was a tour or whether it was a TV show. Yeah. But they were in the aquarium, which is situated right next to the Undercroft. And I will come back to the Undercroft later, um, under the chapel. So at midnight, they decided that, you know, let's let's have a bit of fun. We're going to climb to the top of the keep. Um a little bit of alcohol may have been involved. Mm-hmm. You never know. So as they sort of turned and walked around the corner to to head up that way, um, there was a stairway that then leads leads into the keep, and they were confronted by a very tall, six foot tall figure wearing this black robe with the cowl and habit, and clutched in their hands was a crucifix. Apparently the three keepers ran for their lives Mm -hmm. and spent the rest of the night in a hay barn on the site uh, with one of the lads of the Steadfast and said that they're not going back into that aquarium ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their tale was then told to the zoo curator at the time um, and he said that when he spoke to them, they were absolutely terrified that they, mm-hmm. they weren't making this up because yeah. you can tell when people have had that real experience uh there were also in 1978 uh this is from the book the ghosts of dudley castle by uh kevin goodman um three workmen were working in the courtyard and now they are refusing to come back into the courtyard because they saw three monks there mm-hmm. uh in the 1950s a monk-like figure was seen in the chapel window. So there's a few monks that have been sighted over a period of time. Uh, The most recent sighting was in 2019. There was a couple that was on an overnight ghost hunt and they claimed to have caught the image of the monk in a photo taken near the Warden's Tower. Uh Mm. I think I've probably seen that one. Yeah. So, uh, as you said, the monks have been there since the 1100s and they were the Cluniac monks. Mm -hmm. They worshipped George Cluny. (laughs) Um, So the Cluniac monks, uh, and they did wear black robes rather than the traditional brown ones. Ah. So historically that is correct. Uh That's good. I like it when we get that sort of thing instead of... In the middle of, was it, 30 East Drive, Pontefract, oh. there's a, a oh. monk and there's no reason because the, the actual friary <laughs> was quite a way away. Yes. I watched a video of a show of some people who spent hours there. Oh. 
you last night. Mm, interesting. So, um, we spent hours there. Anyway, the Undercroft of Dudley Castle. Yes, what's this Undercroft business? So, I mentioned that a little bit and said I'd come back to it, so I'm going to come back to it now. Now, it's a strange building um, which has two stone coffins. Now, apparently they found one at the top of town, uh, one of these coffins. So, I don't know whether they brought it back and put it in underneath into the... Uh, Undercroft, because I think it was underneath the chapel, mm-hmm. uh, and the larger one was found at Dudley Priory. Now, at first, they thought the 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 larger of the two coffins was actually because um, it was broken in half. They thought it was two separate coffins, but now they realised it is one coffin for one big person, and it was the Bad Baron. Apparently, they had a bad baron of Dudley, which was John de Samiri. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's a, a deity or something. Um, so, yeah. And oh, now I've lost the ghost story. Uh, so there was some staff that were there uh, in the morning of 1994. And they were cleaning the rooms and she was on her hands and knees when a pair of... Boots came into her line of vision. Now, she just assumed it was the castle keep person that was there, uh, who was Adrian at the time. Um, and they apparently used to dress up in period costume and uh, would tell the stories and do all that sort of stuff, which I love. Um, and she said, oh, good morning. And when she um, heard a little bit of a, a laugh, she looked up to see who was laughing and realised there was only the boots and <gasps> nothing else. Oh! That's awesome. Isn't that great? And at that moment, her sister, another cleaner, had been working in another part of the castle, entered the room, and the apparition vanished. So apparently the ladies needed a cup of tea and a pex and a lie down (laughs) after that. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Let me see. There was something else as well. Um, Now... That, that was sort of like the story of the legs. But then I found another reference in another part that said, on many occasions, people have reported seeing legs beside the coffin. So now that's many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was another little report there. Some of this was from Higgy Pop. Um, people have felt their clothes being tugged at and their bodies being prodded. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Some have suggested that was uh, this the bad baron and mm-hmm. other people have suggested it's a little girl or a little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this particular article said a little girl flipped over a chair during a paranormal investigation. So I can only assume they mean a deceased little girl, not yes. a real little girl because she would have been thrown out and yes. told off. Yes. Uh, uh, on another investigation in this particular area, a shadowy figure was captured on camera People have also reported strange grinding sounds coming from the chapel. (laughs) (coughs) No, we're not going there. They might be grinding the wheat for their Mm -hmm, their mm -hmm, oats mm -hmm. oats or whatever. Sure, sure. Now, um, you've also mentioned there is a zoo on the location. Yes. So do you think there'd be any ghosts of animals? I didn't think so, but... There is. There is. There sure is. Isn't that weird? Yeah. There is a cheetah. Mm -hmm. Now, during the the beginnings of the zoo, there was a uh, head keeper there called Henry Hatch. Now, he lived on site at the the top of the zoo, and he used to hand rear a lot of the animals in his actual cottage. Mm. So he was raising a cheetah who he named Shirley. Surely you're joking. Oh, dear. Uh, and he sort of developed a special bond with this 
with Shirley uh, and never actually ended up putting into enclosure. And she became sort of a bit of a celebrity. So if they had uh, like local special people like the the mayor or someone coming in. Don't you yawn. You yelled at me for yawning before. Um, Sorry, she's yawning. Yawn. How many people just yawned? Let us know. Um, So, yeah, she would meet the celebrities or the local dignitaries. Um, She even appeared on the BBC television where apparently she got the poos and actually scratched Harry's hand, causing it to bleed on live TV. Oh, no. Can you imagine the headlines? Zookeeper mauled by cheetah. (laughs) And she's just gone, pfft. Stop it. Uh, Now, Harry would take Shirley down into the courtyard of the castle and let her run. Mm. Just let her run around. Um, When she died, Harry buried her in the garden area near his cottage. Uh, But over the years, people have actually seen a large cat that has been running through the courtyard. Uh, this particular person who wrote this article said that they themselves um, had seen something and that they had a medium that came on and they repeated that they saw a big cat streaking through the courtyard. Mm -hmm. So is it Shirley? Don't know. Surely it is. Surely not. (laughs) Surely these jokes are going to finish. All right, now. I'm saving the the best one for last, uh-huh. of course. Uh-huh. This one just popped up very briefly. The little drummer boy. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Fancy, no, fancy doing that to a kid, though, making making him play the drums while people are going to war. I know, right? Well, why would you do that? So um, this is a famous ghost of Dudley Castle, and it's a Civil War drummer boy. He was killed during a skirmish by a single bullet from a musket. Now, he's heard many times at night, banging away <clears throat> on his drum. Yeah. Don't pause in the wrong place. Uh, doing drum rolls as if he's in battle. But if you hear that drummer, you know what that means. What? Bad luck to hear or see him. Yeah. Due to the way... Oh, everyone, she's yawning again. You'll hear that. <laughs> Heard it that time. So, yeah, that that was that one. Now, we've done the Uncroft. We've done the, the Monk. Um, oh. Now, all right. Um, okay. We're going to have to go to the famous one now. Yes, yes. Now, there's always some sort of lady within yes, the castles. There's a blue lady or a white lady. Here we've got the grey lady. Mm-hmm. Now... This is Dorothy Beaumont, and she was married to John Beaumont, the second in command of the Royalist forces who were stationed at the castle during the English Civil War. Now, she gave birth to a little baby girl in 1645 called Frances, and very sadly, Frances only lived long enough to be christened and died a short while after. I'd say they got her christened pretty quickly because some of the other stories I read said she died um, the baby died during childbirth. Oh, so mm-hmm. um, what they end up doing is they, they buried the baby in the church opposite the castle, which was St. Edmund's. Mm-hmm. Um, locally, it was known as Bottom Church. Bottom Church, yeah. Bottom top, church. top Church and Bottom Church. Yes, yes. Um, now, sadly, not long after the baby had been buried there, they actually pulled down the church. Because they didn't want the advancing forces to use that as a garrison. Yeah. So they destroyed the church. They destroyed the graves. Uh, 
So the church that's there now was rebuilt in 1724, but poor Dorothy, that that really distressed her. Um, now, the thought is that she's had some sort of breakdown um, and she started to believe that because her child's resting place had been, um, what's the word for it? destroyed but mm-hmm. you know the unrest when you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah. she she felt that her baby was not at rest and so she's forever searching for her baby uh because she she thought it was not there desecrate that's the word i'm looking for desecrate mm-hmm. the poor child's grave so she is um wandering looking for this child now not long uh, after that after her breakdown Dorothy herself got ill, and by the following April, she also died. But her dying wish, that she wanted to be reunited with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unfortunately, this couldn't happen because the grave of the daughter had been destroyed. Mm-hmm. So they laid her to rest at St. Luke's or Top Church. So this is another reason. So in life... Mm-hmm. She was searching for her baby because she felt the child's soul was lost. Mm-hmm. And then in death, she continues to search the castle looking for the child. The gravestone of Francis is still at St. Edmund's and is in the nave. So uh, you can actually go and see that. Oh, let's go and see that. Now, there is a very interesting photo that someone has taken. Have yes, you seen that? Yes, I have. It's actually going to appear um, on the Two Hauntings uh, podcast fans' Facebook page. You can go there and take a look. My hugest apologies. I just had a coughing fit. Sucked in a bit of spit, went down the wrong hole. It's always bad when it goes down the wrong hole. All right, so the photo. There was a couple taking some photos in the courtyard um, in the Sharrington Range, Mm -hmm. which you mentioned. Yes. And they do movie nights and they use that um, area as like this big. Oh, like Maitland Jail does. Like a theatre thing, like a theatre area. Yeah. So people sit on the grass and everything and they look at that big line of buildings. Love it. Very interesting. Um, I love how people are getting creative with ways to bring money into the the location. Yeah. Um, So this photo is of the Sherrington Range. It's quite a big um, panoramic photo. And then somebody has decided to look in a doorway. Yes. So they've zoomed in and zoomed, zoomed in, in, zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, and lo and behold, there is a pixelated lady standing in the doorway with a child. Did you know there was a child with her as well? No, I've there is a child. No, I've only yeah. seen her with a hand on the door yeah. as though she's walking through. It does kind of look like a woman though. Yes, it does. And we will put that photo up for you to have a look at. Mm-hmm. It it does, but then if you sort of put your hand over the part where the woman is, you can see that it's like paint or something and it's just pareidolia that has made the brain think. Oh, don't say that. No, it's her. It is actually the ghost of Francis. That is true. There you go. Yeah. God. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it is very interesting. Um, I do have... A little bit more of a report for you. Yes. Because you know who has been in there twice. Most haunted. Most haunted. Yes. Yes. I do like a bit of most haunted. So the first time they went there was in 2002 and they did the first ever most 
Haunted Live. Oh. And I remember this. And they had 500 people seated in chairs below the castle. And um, you could see the stars up on the side. And you could see the bit of the castle behind them. And um, it was Halloween, of course. Ah, and nice. they, they sort of projected it onto the screen as they were going mm-hmm. so that people could watch what was happening. Very excited. So, uh, yes, the best bit of evidence they caught during the live investigation was that of the webcam that had been placed in the kitchen. Now, it was the viewers that alerted the team, mm-hmm. not not the team that saw it. They said there was a shadow which is seen passing by a doorway. It looked very much like a human walking by, but the whole time that area was completely cordoned off and secure. Mm. Oh, that would not have been a real person. No, no. no. Of course not. No. So the team returned again to investigate the castle in 2018. Now, they had a pretty active time that that time. There was lots of knockings and bangs and what sounded like footsteps. But the things the fans remember the best from this episode. Now, I'm going to read this. During one of the vigils, Carl got brave and climbed on the battlements and asked the spirits of the castle to prove they were there by pushing him. He was stood with a drop into a spiral staircase on his right-hand side and the long fall to the foot of the castle on his left. Oh, what a silly sod. Carl noted that there was a certain death on one side and severe injury on the other. I just love what they wrote here. Luckily, Carl wasn't pushed, but if he had fallen and survived, a vet would have definitely killed him. <laughs> That's Higgy Pop. Uh, now, there was a report of an investigation. So the one thing that we discovered uh, when we've been trying to find places to do investigations... Oh, hang on. That's the puppies outside. That's no, all right. They, they were very quiet very quick. Um, they have most haunted nights where they get some of the team members from most haunted to go and do investigation. So it'd be like you and I having, like when we had Brian J. Cano mm-hmm. come over and um, he was like the star for the night. Mm-hmm. But we, we did all the work and we he was sort of like, he would pop up and do these star moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was bloody wonderful too, my ad. Very generous with his time as Brian. Um, so this was one where they had Carl and, I can't remember the other dude's name, uh, at the very start of the investigation, they heard a crash at the back of the room. They went back to see if that what had caused it, and there was nothing there. Uh, lots of unexplained sounds, including odd metallic noises that looked like sounded like it was coming from a point between two guests. Now we've had that happen to us before too. Yes, that's odd. So they headed back down to the undercroft where Carl stood on a small wooden stage at the end of the room and they started to experience loud knocks and they sounded like they were coming from beneath the stage. So, of course, he started to do the whole, can you copy this? Uh, Stamping his foot three times, eerily, three almost identical knocks were heard coming back. Ooh. That's now, good. at this stage, the word had got around that there was something happening down there, so they'd brought in the rest of the people who were um, guests at the investigation. Yeah. Um, and they got them to stand on the stage, and they were saying they could feel the vibration through their feet of these knocks. So the sound seemed to move. Mm-hmm. 
the vibration could still be felt coming from the stage and now the sound appeared to be emanating from the wall behind Carl. And the vibrations were so pronounced that it felt as if someone were under the floor knocking the underside of the stage. However, the front of the stage was open and they could see there was nobody under there. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm. That's really cool. We've got to find that spot. Um, So for 10 minutes, they did all this knocking stuff uh, and they were doing like, you know, knock knock twice for yes, once for no. Did you die here? Two knocks. Um, And is there more than one of you here? They got six knocks. So uh, eventually it died out and it stopped altogether and they all went off and had a tea break. Um, But I thought that was... That's that's a long time for activity. If they were going for 10 minutes, that's that's a a long long session. I want to experience that. That would be good. I want it so bad. Mm. So, yes, the gorgeous Joanne, who is one of our Patreons, she is a grand poobah Patreon, has, um, she wanted to catch up with us again in England. We met up with her last time, and this time she's bringing her son with her as well. Mm-hmm. Is it Callum? Yep, yes. Yep. Uh, and we are all going to go to Dudley Castle. Now, if I remember correct, it's the 27th of May, because we're going to Beth's wedding on the 26th, which is... I think it's the Friday. Her wedding's definitely the Friday. Uh, and we are staying in Canic Chase. Yes. Oh. Well, not in the park, in a motel near the park. No, the next day we're going to go into Canic Chase, I think. Yeah, so the the uh, experience goes from, I don't know, I think we're there for eight hours. It finishes at oh, three o'clock in the Lord, morning. Oh, eight hours. And it's an, oh. it's an hour's drive to get back to the motel. I oh. looked it up. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's right. Coffee, 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 coffee. We'll be fine. Um, Yeah, so I am so excited to actually go and find for myself what this castle holds. Mm. So what do you think, Renata? Is this a true haunting? Um, Yeah, look, I think so. I think so. There's there's enough substance there. There's enough history there. Um, It was, um, you know, in the midst of a lot of brutality, a lot of change, and uh, I'm, I am excited to see what I will be able to find in this castle. Yeah, and I should say that that soundscape today came from real ghost stories from people. And I had trouble finding something that was a ghost story mm-hmm. uh, for the castle, but I found it, um, just that little reference to it at the very end, I went, oh, that'll do it, because I liked yes. the story. Yeah. It was a good story. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that I think there could be a haunting here. Mm. That knocking has got me really interested, unless they've really set something up, mm-hmm. um, which... If they can see under the stage, I don't see how they could. Mm, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for being part of this week's episode of True Hauntings. Hope you've enjoyed it. Share it around. Let other people know about us. And if you'd like to support our work, please become a Patreon, especially a Grand Pooh Bar, because they get into our little secret group and find out all the juicy stuff. And uh, guys, we will see you on the dark side. Be frightfully good and... Stay spooky, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 